0: Chapter 13 No, not frozen in time, Silverbell quickly realized, but moving at a pace so slowly and minute that it barely looked like he was in motion at all. What's he doing? Silverbell hadn't yet let go of Louis and stared on the strangely moving man with interest and intrigue. Is he having a medical emergency? Louis suggested. Do medical emergencies happen in slow motion? Silverbell asked him. I am not a doctor. Louis told her. Me neither. Silverbell told him. But also, what's that over there? Louis and Silverbell turned their eyes from the barely moving cove to the balcony below. A storm of musical light was shining bright before them, and in the midst of it, a girl was looking up at them. She looked older than them, maybe fourteen or so with long blonde hair as straight as sunbeams and big green eyes that glittered and glowed like the magical musical light emitting off of her. Yet in her hands she held no instrument, and it was not until she spoke, no, not spoke at all, that they understood where the music was coming from. Say you from this Her voice slid from word to word, melodically, like the whistle of the wind itself. She's speaking. Silverbell could barely comprehend what she was hearing. In music. Louis finished her thought. It was unbelievable. It was impossible. But nonetheless, it was happening. Are you doing this? Silverbell pointed to Cove, whose altered speed had not changed the ferocity of his expression. With your voice? Around him. I shall keep him still. The passage of time. The ghost-like figure was at ease, unbothered, and perfectly at peace, as if this theater, this country, or this world was nothing to be feared. You heard the lady. Let's go! Without skipping a beat, Louis balanced precariously around Cove and scuttled over to the other side of the beam, wasting no time in copying the path of bricks that their attacker had used to climb up in order to get himself down. Silverbell followed swiftly behind him, taking one last mesmerized look at Cove, still chasing after two children who were no longer where he thought them to be. As they clambered their way down, Silverbell could hear music coming from their glowing friend's voice, though she spoke no words, a soft buzzing accompanying them until they stood again on solid ground. Gracefully, she gestured for them to follow as she turned to make her way towards the stairs, the lights following where she went, like a cape and crown adorning her. Wait, our friend! Louis ran to Tico's side and quickly began to inaccurately check for a pulse between his fingers. Tico, are you okay? Silverbell called to him, kneeling down beside the boy on the dirtied theater carpet. Slowly, he blinked his eyes open and looked up at them, bewildered. Guys! Don't be alarmed, but I think I'm dead. He croaked weakly. You're not dead, Tico. Silverbell assured him. He blinked, and then blinked again a little faster. Then why is there an angel over there? He whispered to them, a bit frightened. Am I about to die? She's not an angel. She just controls time with her voice. Silverbell filled him in as quickly as she could. Oh. He said with another emphatic blink. Okay. Your friend is okay. We should be on our way. The young woman's voice called to them in luscious musical tones. Time voice lady is right. Let's go. Louis urged, shooting a nervous look up at Cove, though he was still in helpless slow motion. With a fierce tug, Silverbell pulled Tico to his feet and threw her arm around him as he stumbled towards the stairwell. Is that bad man having a medical emergency? Tico asked, looking up into the rafters at Cove. Who's to say? Silverbell told him, as they followed behind their new friend down the stairwell. Hey, thanks for the save there, but... She stammered for a second, not wanting to seem rude. Who are you? Ah. Uh... She said with a sweet and gentle smile, in sweet and gentle musical notes. And now is where I tell you that I can't control time in a place that I can't see directly. Poem told them quickly, no longer in a melodic tune, but in a commanding and concise speaking voice. Silverbell Smith, Louis Barimbe, and a still dazed and confused Tico Taki looked between themselves, not quite sure what she meant. But just as they step off the staircase back onto the first floor... Leaving Cove out of sight in the balcony, a shout echoed down from the highest heights of the theater. Music makers! Cove screamed, and the limitations of Poem's power were all too clear. So, uh, we should, like, run now, right? Silverbell asked this strange miracle girl, who was no longer bathed in ethereal musical light, but suddenly looked a lot like them. Just a kid. Yes, running is likely smart. She nodded and the four friends took off through the theater doors that were now open, the trio becoming a quartet.